0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com What? Here's an Okay, we're good. Okay, we're on? Yeah. Okay, Marv Rabboisai, thank you very much for this great opportunity to uh, come to not only Los Angeles but the Helega Stadt of Pico. How do you say it? Rob Robertson? And I want to thank my good Yadid, Rabbi Yaakov Tubi, who... May this all happen, so uh, we thank Rabbi Yaakov for opening up his home. May this home always be a makom of Kedusha, makom of Taira, makom of Chesed. May the shefa of Baruch Hu, pour onto this Mishpacha for Amen. Simchas for Nachas, Psoros Toivah, Sarbiyas, Gal So before uh, we speak about the topic this evening, tonight of course is Yud Gimel Elul, which is the Yom of the Hilula of the Great Sadik. the Reach Toiv, who's the Reach Toiv? Chacham Rabbeinu. Yosef Chaim Tov of Baghdad. Yosef Chaim Tov of Baghdad who was one of the all-time great giants who occupied no rabbinic position. He lived from 1835 to 1909. He was almost a supernatural personality. When he would give a drash on Shabbat, he would speak for hours and hours on end. Hundreds, if not thousands of people came to hear him. He, when he spoke, it was Sheshchina, Yosef Chayim. And I want to share with you a very amazing story that he brings in Parshish Lachlacha. He writes in the Sefer, Od Yosef in Lachlacha, something just out uh, of this world, that there was once a Mekubal, and the Mekubal would study. Morning, afternoon, night, in his home, he would write sefarim, and he was comfortable. He was, he had resources. Everything was perfect. Va'yehi A certain day came, and this mikubal. All of a sudden, the government knocked on the door, and they grabbed him, and they put him in prison. And he's in a prison cell, nothing to eat practically, nothing to drink practically. He's away from his family. And he doesn't know why did God do this to him. What he didn't even commit any crime. And one thing he realizes is, even though he's in terrible tsar and he's he's really distressed and he's extremely uncomfortable and he's btsar haguf. Nevertheless, he is overcome with tremendous menucha tanevesh, great peace of mind, and he's able to write sodot of Kabbalah there for thirty days. He even composed an entire sefer. And then when he, on the 31st day, he gets word that he was acquitted and he's let out of jail, but he could not understand. Ma asel loy. Why did God do this to him? And it was bothering him. Why would God make this happen? Yes, yes, of course, he, uh, he was able to accomplish in his limud in this prison cell, but he experienced tremendous tzahar ha'guf, so why did God arrange this? And he sort of fell asleep thinking about this. And he had a dream. And in this dream, an old sage appeared to him. And he said, Rabbi, why does this happen to you? Look behind me. And he sort of peels away the veil. And behind him were sets of beautiful children. Three sets. One set of many, many beautiful children. Another set of many, many beautiful children. And a third set of beautiful children. So the Benishrei said, Mazah. He said, these are your children. He said, what do you mean these are my children? These are nitzotzot that are connected to your neshama, that you needed to go to that prison cell to be mesake in those sparks of kedusha that were nizgalgel as domain. We know that if somebody could come back in this world as a chai, as a living being, as a tzomeach, as a plant, or as a rock. Just personal, my personal advice is avoid coming back as a rock. It's not really that great of an existence, but you could come back as a rock. These Nitzotzotz of Kedushah are from your soul. They were in in the stones of the prison cell. And they really needed on badly. So God orchestrated that you should come to this place and have tremendous Menuchas sanefesh and learn Kabbalah here and write a Sefer here to masake in these Nitzotzotz. This is the story that Rabbi Yosef Chaim brings down in Parshas Lech he says that this is very important for a Jew to know. Sometimes you come to a certain place, you know, why did I come here? Why did I come to Pico Robertson? Why did, Mm -hmm. today, I'll tell you a story, don't tell anybody, it's just between me, you, and whoever is watching on that camera. I don't know why I did this, but they took me on a boat today. On the Pacific Ocean. You know, I live in New York, so we only know about The Atlantic Ocean, but the Pacific Ocean, it's different. It's different. different. In the Pacific Ocean, you have um, pelicans. Okay, that's interesting, such a pelican. We were on the boat. A dolphin jumped out of the water. And we went, because I wanted to see a whale. Because we're going to read Master Yonah. And even though Yonah wasn't swallowed by a whale, he was swallowed by a dog. We're going to see a And all of a sudden, Vayiman Hashem Ruach G'dayla... A big wind came, and it blew off my glasses. I cannot see a thing right now. I don't know who's sitting in front of me. You could be my Kahila back from New York, for all I know. I don't know. And... Anyway, why did, I, why did I need to go to the Pacific Ocean? Like, well, I have to fly to the other side of the United States of America to go to the Pacific Ocean. You don't know why the Yvon Shem, Mitzade Hashem, Gover. Sometimes you have to go to certain places. You have to go to this office. You have to go to that street. There's a detour. Wherever you need to be, it's because you need to be there. You have a tikkun to do there. And when you serve Hashem, when you learn Torah, wherever you are, you're in that that area. And this, okay, fine. The Tamidim of the ben right? Now when the ben Ish-chai says a story about a Mekubal, this is not a story about a Mekubal. This is a story about him. This happened to the ben Ish-chai. The ben Ish-chai was incarcerated for 30 days. Why was he put in jail? ben Ish-chai had four brothers. ben Ish-chai was the oldest. He had a brother, Yicheskel, he had a brother Sasson, he had a brother Nisim, and he had a fourth brother. And they were very eminent and prominent businessmen. And they sold all kinds of merchandise. And the deal was, they support their older brother and he would be comfortable, and the B'nishchai was supported by his brothers his entire life, he was a very wealthy man. You know what position he held? He held no position. You know why the Benishkai was influential? Because he had no board. He, he was not dependent on kihila. You cannot have Rabbanim dependent on the Kehillah. Rabbanim are dependent on Kehillah. The Rabbanim only say what the Kehillah wants to hear, not what God wants them to say. But that's a discussion for a different time. That's why the Benishkai was so powerful. Because he was independent. He was not dependent on the people. However, in order to honor their older brother, they wanted to give him name recognition... So they made a seal, and the seal was on every business deal, they signed the name of the benish Chai, Yosef Chayim. And the brothers came into tremendous debt. And the creditors said, pay us up. They, the brothers said, okay, we'll pay up, we'll sell, we'll sell the real estate. So they said, yeah, sell it now. They said, the brothers said, if we sell it now, we're going to get a bad price. They said, I don't care, sell it now. The government got involved. The government incarcerated all four brothers of Benishchai. and then the government looked at all the documents and they found every single document is a signature of the Benishchai. So the Indian from India, they came and they took the Benishchai out of Baghdad and they brought him to India, and they put him in prison in India for 30 days. What's amazing is that when the Benishchai came out of prison, he did not leave his house, eat, drink, sleep talk, for seven years. He did not say one shiur, and he made no appearances, and nobody knows why. The explanation given by his Talmidim is that ben Ish-chai writes about something called Tikon Hakaneh, the rectification of the Sefer Hakaneh. That if somebody is able to completely destroy the Sahara in a, some kind of six-year program of eating nothing min Hachai, only eating balayla, and not talking to anybody, and the beneshchai did some kind of mysterious tikkun until the day of the petira of his rebbe, Rav Abdullah Sameach, yeah, and he gave Hesbid for Rav Sameach, and then he then he was back to back to business as usual. At his he- when the Benishchai passed away in 1909, one of the Maspidim was Rab Shimon Agassi. Yeah? Shimon Agassi was the Rebbe of Rabbi Huda Fataya. You ever hear of Rabbi Fattaya, who's, who's a great rabbi in Kabbalah Ma'asit? He's buried on Har Hazesim. And Reb Shimon Agassi says that anyone who came to the uh, Leviya of Benishchai automatically goes to the Garden of Eden. Why? Because the Gemara says that about Rebbe. And therefore it applies to Beneshchai also. You say, what's the connection between Rebbe and the Beneshchai? Furthermore, even if you could... Now, the Beneshchai passed away by Chatzot And people thought the Levi would be in the morning, but they buried him in the middle of the night, which probably explains some of the mystery as to where exactly he's buried. You know Beneshchai has two Kvarim. He has a kever in Baghdad, and he has a kever on Har Hazesim. The Mikubalim say that he was carried by spiritual forces at a Baghdad and buried in Har Hazesim. I was at his kever, where? Not in Baghdad. On Har Hazesim. A few times. It's an amazing thing. Rabbi Yitzchak Kaduri, a Morcha says he in fact is buried on Har Hazesim. I believe Rabbi Yaakov Hillel said, how in the world is he buried on Har <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> in any event, the Rabshun Agassi says, You know why I say that anyone who's at the Benish Chai's kever is in the Zuman L'chai Because I looked at the Benish Chai and I recognized that his Shurash Hanishma is from Yosef Hatzadek. Midas Yisod. And Rebbe came from Yosef Hatzadek, meaning mystically. His soul was from the root of. Of Yosef Hatzadek. And therefore, they have the same root. They're from Yesod, the sphere of Yesod. If I could humbly add, maybe that's why Ben was passed away in the sixth month of the year. Yesod is the, the sixth sphere. And therefore, Rebbe and Rebbe and Ishchay both come from Yesod, and they share the similar features that if you were at their Levaya, Mezuman Olam Olamaba. Now, both Rebbe and the Benish Chai, they both have the root of the soul of Yosef HaTzadik. That was the big bombshell revelation of Rebbe Shimon HaGassi. The students of the ben Chai therefore point out, now I would add an interesting thing. You know, many years ago when I was in yeshiva, I remember I was 19 years old and they took us in the middle of the night to Rebbe's Kevar in Sipori. A few years ago I did a tour to Eretz Yisrael and I took the group to Rebbe's Kever in Beit Sha'arim. And then I said, wait a second. I was at a different Kever of Rebbe's about 20 years earlier. And it turned out Rebbe has two burial spots, just like the Beneshai. Isn't that interesting? Rebbe, the Gemara says, passed away. The Rebbe lived in Beit Sh'arim, But at the end of his life, he wasn't feeling well, so they brought him up to a higher... Altitude. they brought him up to Tsipari. And he died in Tsipari, but supposedly they brought him to Beit Sha'arim. And you can look in all the sifra, the Sifarim on Kivarim, Rabbi has two spots. Beit Sha'arim and Tsipari. Similar to Beneshchai. Says Rabbi Shimon Agassi, the reason why... Now, the Benishchai at the end of his life, he wasn't feeling well. He went up to Chala. He went to pray by the grave of Yechezkel Hanavi. And he passed away there. And then they carried him back down to Baghdad. Just like Yosef HaTzadik who passed away in Mitzrayim and they carried him to Shechem. So we see a lot of similarities. By the way, the Ben when he was a young boy, he was playing with his sister and his sister shoved him Babar into a water cistern. And he was drowning and he was kamad in the Olam HaEmas and they revivified him, they resuscitated him. And also they said, we see from here that Chai, like Yosef HaTzadik, was thrown into a bar. Like Yosef HaTzadik was incarcerated. There are many parallels and similarities between Beneshchai and Chacham Yosef Chayim. But I'll tell you one more similarity. We know that the, bro- the Yosef, one of the things he said about the brothers was that, yo- that the brothers were eating aver Min Hachai. So it says the Imre Yemes what did, the, what did Yosef mean that the brothers were eating Avram and Hachai Yosef was a Chai why was he a Chai? because the Gemara says that Sadiqim are called Ben Ish Chai Yosef was a Ben Ish Chai the Imre Yemes says and the brothers were Poyresh from him so when Yosef said that they ate Avram and Hachai, that means they left him the Ben Ish Chai interesting so not only was the Chai from the root of Yosef, Yosef was also Chai. Okay, so that's just the uh, introductory thought. Yud Gimel Elo, the night of the Chai. Should we make this like a separate, uh, shior? We'll keep on going. Sure. Keep on going. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com